What's up, guys? Welcome to BitCast episode 73 for the week of July 23rd, 2019. I'm your host, Jake Martin. In the studio this week, we have Matt Intamin, all the way back from the islands of Aloha. Hey, hey, can I say one thing? Say it. I am so happy to be here right now. Man, I'm happy you are here. Now, I, I have to admit to you, I did actually have to look up fun names for Hawaii because I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> I was going to say like the Luau, mm. Luau Lands or something like that. That's not bad. But I looked it up. It's like the Islands of Aloha is a legit thing that people call Hawaii. Yeah, that's good. That's how, good. How, what, how would you say Hawaii was? How would you rate it on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh no 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 just kidding 10 out of 10 would recommend would recommend uh hashtag take me back uh all that uh are you gonna be posting instagram photos for the next like few months yeah i've actually got them all queued up so Sweet. every day there's gonna be one and like, uh, just saying take me back you're portraying an idea of like you're still there and you travel <laughs> like habitually but really you're just sitting at home sad thinking yeah. about it i never left yeah, yeah. sweet great can't i'm looking forward to that man yep. yeah make sure you tag me in those <laughs> Well, if you are tuning in, guys, uh, today we have a fun show. We're talking about some Overwatch stuff, um, Pokemon. Uh, they're in the news. They're teaming up with a giant you may have heard of. And then uh, all this news about the Nintendo Switch Lite. Um, it, it got announced last week. Um, and so we're just going to cover that, give our take on it, and let you know if it's worth picking up. Uh, but before we jump into the, the news of the week, uh, housekeeping, be sure to leave us a review if you want to. I don't know if I've seen any new ones come in. I haven't checked in a while. Because I don't get notified when that happens. So if you do leave a review, let me know, and I'll be sure to shout you out. Uh, drink this show today is some LaCroix. Matt doing the OG, and I'm rocking this Cran Raspberry, which you say tastes like medicine. <laughs> it's true. I don't think it does. Maybe. Well, now that you say it, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and it kind of does now. Uh, something else pissed. that somebody said was that the coconut tastes like sunscreen. Ooh, and don't, don't tell me that. Kind of hard to get out of my head, but I, I think it's delicious. But what about, watch out for that. So are you are you thinking the better situation for Lacroix is just to like put a drop of lime or something like that in there and just call it a day? I don't know. Maybe I feel like that would be almost the same thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I like limes, so yeah, yeah that's cool. <laughs> uh, before we go into the news, now, Matt, are there any new games that you want to tell us about that you've been messing around with? Uh, not new games. Because well, not new, yeah, but any games that I'm messing you're, around, you're playing with right now that you want to talk about. So I'm always late to the game. I'm always late. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I got Persona Five, as you know. Oh yeah, I've put about eighteen or nineteen hours into it so far. Proud of you. You're gonna. You're probably gonna beat it before I beat it. We'll see. And I've had it for like two years. We'll see. So, so far so good. I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I really feel like there there's still even almost twenty hours in they're still teaching me new mechanics, which is blowing my mind. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, there's this new thing you can do. It's just, it, it feels like a super, because it doesn't have a tutorial. Right. It's like you learn by playing, and they're still revealing stuff 20 hours in, which is crazy. Are you enjoying the story beats still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I really like the story. There's sometimes where you don't have a lot of control over, like I want to grind my character and, yeah. uh, you know, get the intelligence and the, so in this game. But you can only do that. At certain times. Like three, like two or three times a day. Like yeah. So there's like two, two decisions you can make a day that will give you a buff in one of those areas. Exactly. And if you haven't played Persona 5, uh, my buddy Chase described it as anime the game. Yeah, basically. So Has Chase played it before? No, he just knows he that just it's knows anime, it. anime the game. But it's so stylish and like so well done that I like it's not like other anime where it, it's it's 
I feel like this is more accessible. You like you yep. you get into it and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so it's split between the real world where you kind of just play a normal high schooler and then there's also this kind of dream alternate where you're what do they call it? Not the metaverse. For, for like it, it is the metaverse. Okay. It is the metaverse. So you're like doing all this you're fighting monsters, you're stealing people's hearts, you're going behind the scenes, yeah, making things happen in the real world. So you can like got a talking cat. You can upgrade your character in the real world by doing like kind of mundane tasks like reading books and studying and getting part time jobs for money, and, hanging out and with friends, things like yeah, yeah hanging out with like friends. Uh, and so it's it's really fun. It's yeah. I'm really really enjoying it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll get old down the road, but I'm I'm loving it so far. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a little further than you, and I will say that it continues to be interesting there's like the environments change like okay this is cool like i as soon as you get tired of doing one thing something else changes yeah that's 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 what i like about it yeah and i got it for what did i say 13 dollars or something like that which for so much content just blows my mind there's a sale going on i think right now for sony games and i think like persona 5 is uh like 20 bucks right now or something like that Mm -hmm. so might as well pick it up just go for it yeah if you haven't yet um me, I uh, I went on a, a buying spree last okay. week because Nintendo had their um, they had a sale for some I forget there was something going on they had a sale for maybe it was just coming out of July four I don't know anyways I bought a bunch of games um, and I got uh, Steamroll Dig two okay the Messenger okay and uh, Yoku's Island Express. I don't know what most of those games are. So the Messenger came out a while ago. It's like a... um, Puzzle game? Nope. It's a 16-bit platformer. Whoa, I was uh, way off. And it's great. Okay. Um, The Messenger. Um, And it's it's, it's very meta. They're like playing with jokes of like traditional storylines of games from that era like okay. oh you're the messenger you know and like kind of sounds like undertale in that part yeah being like the writing's kinda, a little cheeky mm-hmm. yeah uh, and it's great it's a, the the combat and the platforming super tight and pretty hard so that's fun um yoki's yoku's island express i haven't really played i played the demo mm-hmm. um but that game is awesome i already, I already know i like it um and that one you're it's pinball it's like a pinball platformer so you're a dung beetle that's rolling a like a ball of dung around okay and you're platforming across this huge map it's kind of like a metroidvania or like metroid style uh game but it's pinball it's it's awesome sounds sweet you might want to check it out after this okay and then i'm going really hard into steamworld dig 2 okay which is uh i don't even know how to describe that game but you're mining but also platforming and it's like there's combat and you're upgrading the entire time to get deeper and deeper into mines and like it is so real, good real good okay perfect for the switch great great i i love that kind of indie stuff and i feel like nintendo is doing such a great job oh yeah of bringing those those titles that if you don't have a pc and you don't play on steam you, you now really have an opportunity to, to yeah. play those games ps4 was actually doing a good job of getting those indies mm-hmm. in and they still get them um but i think if i if i'm gonna play anywhere it's a switch every time usually now yep um, but yeah, I think like 30 bucks for all those games. So not bad at all. normally they're like 20 to $30 each of those. So yeah. getting deals, baby. What a steal. Steal of a deal. Yeah, so check those out if you have any interest. Hopefully they're on sale still. There's some good wrecks. Yeah, man. Um, all right. Well, we're jumping over to the news of the week. So we will be right back. And we're back. So this came out today. This is the hot, hot news of Tuesday. Say it's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hot off the presses. Tuesday, July 23rd. Um, So 
Sigma is Overwatch's 31st hero. Here is a quick little blurb. Uh, we got a, we got a little teaser about him, but it's a uh, sequence of events showing a scientist examining the science behind gravity and attempting to harness the power of black hole. Something goes wrong during the experiment, and Sigma is hospitalized. Throughout the short, he is haunted by a melody and the equations behind his scientific thesis. So we got a short like two days ago, mm-hmm. and it's like this creepy hospital scene sort of like he's a he's a brilliant scientist and he's messing with gravity and then something goes wrong when he's trying to like fuse his body with gravity and he like Mm -hmm. separates himself i guess and becomes kind of insane yeah and now he's joined talon yep which only makes sense and i i really enjoyed the the style of the short it was kind of minimalist in the in the animation like the the illustration is really good but there's not a lot of animation going mm -hmm. on uh, it's kind of these static images with effects around them, and it, I don't know, it was really interesting. It kind of shows him going insane from this yeah. experiment, and it's jumping forward and back in time. He's having kind of split personalities as well. And that's what, yeah, I think that's why that effect, like, this short was so effective, because it it was, like, three people, essentially. It was, like, mm-hmm. him in the insane asylum, him as the scientist, and then him as, like, the evil gravity sigma guy that he yeah. actually is yeah when he has this like war suit on and stuff yeah it's like a baller so anyways i didn't know we were gonna get any gameplay today but the ptr actually came out today what does ptr stand for player test region wow thank you i think you've told or, me that before yeah i think that's right player something test like that. region yeah um but that i actually got to catch some gameplay and you said you were watching some too yep um he looks pretty legit so i'll run through his abilities real fast hyperspheres um which are these two like I guess spheres that he holds in the air and then he can shoot them. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Zenyatta. Mm-hmm. But they bounce off stuff, which is really cool. Yep. Yeah. And they have like a little area of effect explosion as well. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Roadhog's alternate fire, mm-hmm. that little pop at the end. Yeah. So those look legit. They look, they look kind of strong, actually. I was surprised to see the kind of damage they were putting out. Yep. Um, he's a tank, by the way, if that, that wasn't clear. So he actually, his next thing is the experimental barrier that can be propelled to any location and then recalled which is super cool. So mm-hmm. like he shoots this thing out and then I think if you hit the trigger, it'll stop in place. Yeah. Or you hold it down and then you release and then you when release. it's at gotcha. the point that you want it to be. Yeah. So you can basically tap it and the shield will come out right in front of you or if you hold it down, it'll slide forward until you release. Yeah, which is so cool. So yeah. like Orisa or Orisa, um, how do you say her name? She has to shoot hers out. Yep, in an and arc. It, and it stays there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well crap, not to wait until like that one goes away yep. to put another one out. Um, but with this one, you can, you can shoot it out and recall it like almost instantly if you don't mm-hmm. want it out there so i uh, some guy mentioned like this would be great for like pushing an objective you know yep. you can kind of you can throw it out and your team will be a little bit safer because it'll be further back yeah you can still like range out people essentially and like mm-hmm. kind of run up so it looks it looks pretty cool like a cool uh, tank ability also something that i think is really unique about the shield is you can put it in the air as yeah. well so yeah, they were pushing it out. it out into thin air so you could even block out um you know farah or yeah. somebody else yeah um, from far out or you could be farah mm-hmm. staying behind a shield up in the yeah. air there's just so many options so you're not like going to get zoned out by a soldier 76 or something like that yeah this and this is funny we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit but this has kind of got me wanting to at least jump back into overwatch i'm like yeah. you know I need, to get, I need to get in there and play play around a little bit uh he has kinetic grasp which looks like um it's it's um Basically, he absorbs incoming projectiles, and that re- that gives him personal shields. Yep. Doesn't recharge his projectile shield, but it gives him extra shields on top. Mm-hmm. And they're temporary. Temporary yeah. shields. So it kind of beefs you up a little bit um, mm-hmm. if you're getting shot at. Uh, and then accretion, which is he gathers debris and then throws it at an enemy. So 
It's kind of like earth bending. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I think it's it's a it's a cool it's more of an area effect attack where it's kind of has a has a spread when he throws it like a bunch of rocks go mm-hmm. flying out and it looks like it's pretty strong at close range. And just the way it looks too, it it's kind of like this lob. Like mm-hmm. it looks kind of slow and it looks kind of like a little bomb. And they were saying, did you watch the gameplay that had Jeff, the director, no, on no. there too? So yeah, there's this streamer who does a lot of Overwatch stuff, and they flew him out to Blizzard HQ, and they like streamed the PTR together. And oh, that's he, awesome! And so it's Je- you know Jeff Kaplan who explaining does all what's the, going on. Yeah, and then the, the new guy being like, "Oh, this is great! Like this is really cool. I could see how this could be used for different setups." It's really really cool. I watched some just guys on Gamespot play it and kind of walk through it. Um, and it's just really funny too because. They're laughing because in the chat, everyone's like, this is OP, this is broken. And you know, the the game runner is just laughing and just being like, you know, we hear that all the time. Yeah, or, this is what always happens. He's yeah. like, yeah, we expect that yeah. every so, time we... It's okay. He'll be OP and then we'll patch him and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then his ultimate looks pretty cool. It's called gra- gra- Gravitic, Gravitic Flux or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know how you pronounce that word. Uh, where you lift enemies into the air and then slam them back down onto the ground. So it looks kind of like cool, like in practice, it looks pretty sweet. Well, yeah, not only that, but you actually fly, your character flies. You float a little bit, yeah, yeah. and then you, you can, it's kind of like a Zarya zone where like you, mm-hmm. you pick a circle where you want to try and send them, send people up into the air at, and you just shoot them up in the air. They can still fire their weapons when they're up in the air, and you can, then you can like shoot people when they're up in the air. Yep. It's only for like a few seconds, it's like probably like one or two seconds, mm-hmm. and then he slams them back down and it does damage. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of uh, Doomfists. Yeah, uh, ultimate with that little circle of range, mm-hmm. the up and down. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's. They, they probably borrowed some toolkits from some of those and said, let's make this a little bit more interesting. Because yeah, the, it, it doesn't seem like it's that strong or that mm-hmm. overpowered. Um, but and it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of viable use unless you're trying to like split up a team that's mm-hmm. on an objective. Maybe like you throw it on the objective and it throws them up in the air and they all get yeah scattered. So as long know. as your team is like backing you up, it could really help flush some people out i feel like yeah it looks pretty sweet though yeah so anyways uh he is live on ptr so if you have pc you can uh, check that out um and my question for you matt when i was looking at this before ptr came out and i was a little more excited is overwatch still like is, is it still a thing like do you play overwatch that much anymore i don't play not nearly as much as i used to uh i played especially when i was between jobs i played almost every single night yeah uh, and that coincidentally was when a lot of other people were playing too. So I was jumping on with a squad almost every single night, yeah. uh, which was really sweet. But now, I mean, I, I guess out of my group, I don't see guys online as much. Mm-hmm. I still hop on every once in a while. I, I kind of prefer it over games like Apex. Uh, I, I think the the rounds are a little bit shorter. I think it's a little... I kind of suck at shooters, I'm, I'm realizing. It's a little but, more accessible. Yeah, but I can... I can make plays in, in Overwatch and I can feel like, okay, I'm actually pretty decent at this. Okay, I know how to play this one person and I can do this thing. Yeah. The role that they're supposed to be doing. Right, yeah. right. It's It doesn't come down to how fast can I aim, how accurate can I shoot. Yeah, twitch reflexes, which that that's part of it, but yeah. not, not as heavily a factor. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. For me, like Overwatch, I've always, you know me, I've yeah. always, have always been at like, uh, what's the word? I've I've just been a little bit a hater. It's cold on Overwatch. Sure, it doesn't really do it for you. I got it when it first came out, loved it, and mm-hmm. played it, and then I think just through enough play time on it, I was like, that there's not there's not enough to keep me incentivized to keep playing this game. Mm-hmm. Like 
me getting better is one thing, but I want to feel like I'm getting stronger or doing something in like that's going to reward me in game for doing that. Yeah. And it's not really there. Like mm-hmm. the skins, I'm like, oh, skins are cool, but I don't really care about the skins that much. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about this. I think Overwatch, they've done a great job of like updating it. And like, I love the story they built behind it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll see something like I could see them doing a different Overwatch game. That's not that's not like this where it's not a competitive arena shooter. Like they could do a full story based game. Yeah. And I would play that. Mm hmm. That'd be cool. It wouldn't be Overwatch. It'd be whatever they, they'd want to call it. But yeah, they've definitely done a great job of setting up different game types and single player options mm-hmm. and things like that. I just I, I love it for the variety of characters and just the the obvious care and attention to detail that they oh, put yeah. into each and every hero. And the maps and like mm-hmm. everything else like that. There's just so many small details that go in there that when you're when you're playing it, it's it's just really nice to look at. You can yeah. walk around like, oh, that's that's cool. I see like what this area is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, a medical bunker or this is a gas station and like yeah. there's it's just it's cool going through that world and wondering, okay, what would this look like? in a story setting like who, yeah. who, would, who would exist here you know mm-hmm. junk town was like kind of a, a a pretty specific one to junk rat story so yeah i don't know I, I would like to see them do more with the the characters they have built because i think that's the strongest part of overwatch is the characters mm-hmm. and then the gameplay but then outside of that it's like man yeah and so they've done a little bit with the like the pve stuff like mm-hmm. the player versus environment with these kind of horde modes yeah and they they build some story into those as well Mm -hmm. but i think you're right i would love to have you know full-on stealth missions and and, oh yeah and just all all kinds of cool stuff where you play as different like each character maybe even has their own level that you'd play through and you're playing as the good and bad guys yeah so you kind of get to see what oh that'd be sweet and we've seen we've seen a cutscene of Widowmaker like infiltrating a place and assassinating a omnic politician we could could do it you could play that we could do it that'd be very cool oh dang yeah all right hey i'll I'll call jeff for you yeah you hear that jeff yeah uh next up i don't have a lot to say about this but i thought it was interesting pokemon company and tencent are teaming up to make games for china tencent is known for its mobile moba and massively online battle arena honor of kings in china the international version of this game arena valor didn't take off quite as well as its source material game did massively due to the fact that the mobile gaming isn't nearly as popular in other countries um tencent owns like they own so many things they have a hand in almost every single gaming company you can think of yep um so they are just massive 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 and the fact they're teaming up with pokemon company is exciting but it's only for games in china weird so do you think they would use ip for pokemon like do you think they would just make some sort of specific china pokemon game i I just feel like that'd be a weird move for pokemon to make the pokemon company to make because their their ip is so like worldwide people know it so do you think maybe they could start with china at first and then maybe after that it would be expanded to the rest of the world or i don't, maybe, I don't really so you're thinking know. like china's like the test area first it because it's be. such a huge population that uses phones yeah and i'm sure that they're crazy about pokemon as well but isn't china like heavily monitored or like isn't there like some sort of censorship that goes on there <laughs> <laughs> i don't think they censor anything around pokemon i think they censor more about uh government atrocities yeah i know i know but i'm just i'm trying to think in general like yeah i I don't think it as far as i know i don't i don't think it applies to video games as much i think they have you know really strong video game culture and i'm sure that pokemon is huge 
Well, and I think they, I think also, I just, I remember this story. Uh, Nintendo Switch was just recently like allowed to be sold in China or something like that. Really? Like they just allowed Nintendo Switches to be like sold there. Wow. So it's more of like a, like I said, they're like they're more restrictive. Yeah. When for it comes sure. to allowing other third-party products into their markets if they aren't secure enough. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'll be interested. Has I guess the last thing they really teamed up with anyone was on Pokemon Go mm-hmm. and uh, Niantic. Yeah, Niantic. Yeah, but Niantic's they're they're doing their own thing, making all kinds of money too. Um, are they doing Harry Potter now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's it's funny to see the skins in that game. Like it looks just like a Pokemon Go. Like, <laughs> like all right, guys, come on. And then Ingress before that, you're like, okay, that's right. Uh, I remember Ingress. Joseph Venable, shout out, was uh, telling me about that game like forever ago. Oh yeah, like back yeah. in the guy's house. He, he was, was like, all about it, dude. He played Ingress, and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> like, you go places. You stand there and you capture the bases in real in real life. <laughs> Um, anyways, so uh, the, I do know that the Pokemon company is working on their their most recent IP, which is, I forget what it's called right now. I should have looked this up. It's like uh, the town. I think it's just called Town. Right, 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 right. And, I'm, and we haven't heard much about that. It's supposed to be a Switch game or a Nintendo game, mm-hmm. um, but maybe they're like trying to test that IP there first and just see how it does. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting, though. But anyways, Pokemon company making its own separate moves, making hella Skrilla, so... <laughs> All right, well, up next, we're talking about the Nintendo Switch Lite and sort of the other upgrade to the Switch that you may have heard of. Right. Be right back. And we're back just one more freaking time. The Nintendo Switch Lite. Matt, how do you feel about this thing? I think it's great. I I think it makes a lot of sense for Nintendo to do this. See, I have a bit more of a, I have a bit more of a negative reaction to this, really? and it's not. It's part of it is because I also want to have two opposing conversations uh-huh. on this podcast. But I do think that like you're you're already diluting the strength of the switch. <laughs> you're already taking away from what the switch is, and it kind of shows that like I know you're 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 marketing to a different audience. We can get into this, right? Um, it's two hundred dollars, so mm-hmm. it's obviously got an easier cost or easier entry. Um, but I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know about it yet. So I guess for some context, it's coming out the 20th. It is a version of the switch that is handheld mode only. It costs $200. You got a few colors for it. Um, and that's about it. It's got a little bit smaller screen, no stand. And the biggest thing is you can't port it to a TV. You can't, Mm -hmm. you can't drop it in a dock and port it to a TV. Yep. So well, on one hand, like what you're saying, I like the idea that it Mm -hmm. is, getting a whole different audience in that may may have been gun shy like hey three hundred dollars is kind of a lot yep um and i don't know if that makes sense for my family or not but it kind of makes sense when you think about like everything else that has to go into the the switch light to make it i guess multiplayer friendly mm-hmm. you know like the two hundred dollars is really just going to be good for you mm-hmm. or your your one child or your two children they're, they're going to each have to have their own right That's whereas true. the switch now is you can put in a TV and both your kids can play on the TV and it's it's a much better experience. Like where like yep. one kid has his controller and a kid has his controller. Mm-hmm. So you're either going to spend $400 so both your kids can play Mario Kart together or you can spend $350 so they can play it together on a big TV. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is that the Switch does not replace the 3DS. No. It's not a true successor to the DS family. And so there has to be something to fill that gap. But why, though? 
because there's a whole group of people that just want a DS. There's people that have been left behind from the switch, the jump to the switch. There's people that have never owned a console in their entire lives, but they've owned every iteration of the DS maybe. Right. Yeah. Like they, they grew up in a big family mm-hmm. and all the kids have had DSs. I know plenty of families like that where like mm-hmm. the kids like, Oh man, I love my Nintendo DS. Yeah. And it's like, you didn't have anything else. Like now we should have Nintendo DS. Right. And the thing is too, you talk about multiplayer and in the house, yeah, it is kind of tricky if everybody wants to play, you know, if right. each one of the kids wants a DS or wants a switch light, but you got to think a lot of times you're playing with friends at school or at least I, I'm talking about my sister who's in high school right now. Yeah. Um, she hasn't really owned any consoles growing up. She has an old 360 now that they bought somewhere, <laughs> like off Craigslist or something. But she has been playing DS, and she says a lot of people will bring their Switch to school and and play that way. Oh. But she brought her 3DS and played Smash Bros with somebody else that had a 3DS and Smash Bros. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it is it is for those singular experiences. I just like my hope was that when the Switch got announced. All the developers and the talent and the teams that they had working on games for the 3DS yeah. would start making Switch games mm-hmm. because it made sense. It's like, hey, it's still a handheld yep. and you can make those experiences because this is a on-the-go system or at-home system. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll be a good experience both ways. I see what you're saying. So do you think it'll definitely dilute the quality of the Switch games, though? No. Why no. do you think it'll do that? I was just I was just hoping to have one singular unified like yeah. this is Nintendo and we're gonna kick ass on this one thing right now. And the worst example of that was when they made the three DS version and the two DS. The well that and the, the Wii U version of Smash. Yeah. I think the fact that they devoted resources to making two games mm-hmm. that was unforgivable. <laughs> they had to split it. Now yeah. this yeah, this is gonna play Switch games. Mm-hmm. Um and it'll play almost every single Switch game save for a few that need joy cons specifically yep so mario super mario party and um like one two switch which mm-hmm. aren't heavily played games really in the yeah. first place but if you want to play multiplayer with friends which is an awkward situation you can do the local link or mm-hmm. wi-fi if they have another switch light yeah. or you can actually pair joy cons with it which just sounds like a nightmare because you can't detach the joy cons right and there's no kickstand mm-hmm. so so do do? that just sounds like a horrible setup. Yeah. They're like basically saying like, hey, this is this is not made for local multiplayer, really. Yeah. Like, do not do this. Like buy a switch if you want that. And I think another thing I like about it is just the ease of use. You know, some people don't yeah. care about uh, local multiplayer. And I definitely do. Yeah. I, I want to sit on the couch and play Smash Bros yeah, with somebody just, on the nice. TV. Yeah. yeah. That's that's why I bought a switch. Essentially. The, the functionality of just taking it and putting it on a TV and then on the go is like for me the biggest selling point of the switch yeah and i take that away 100 like, okay well it's it's essentially just a really nice nintendo tablet now yeah and, but i know that that it's perfect for somebody that maybe yeah maybe they live alone maybe mm-hmm. they're an only child maybe and certain people just love playing handheld mode yeah it could be them too well and so you used to own a 3ds mm-hmm. and you love that thing right yeah for, but, for a while but did you ever did you ever feel bad that it couldn't connect to a TV or like you just thought of it as something? I think it's the, until this, I until I knew the switch was existed. I was like, this, this thing is sucks. fine. This yeah, is fine. exactly. Yeah. And so I think if you think of it as a totally different system, it's not for me and it's not for you. But I think the ease of use, the fact that you could pull it out of the box and put a game in and just goes. It's like, yeah, when you think about 
there's detachable joy cons and then there's the guards that slide on them mm-hmm. and then there's a dock that you hook up to your tv yeah like a little more complicated yeah a little bit more complicated but mm-hmm. this is just easy you want to play games you want to play zelda you want to play mario you want to play you can do that it's yeah. perfect yeah yeah and it, it's worth mentioning it has a little bit better battery life mm-hmm. a little bit smaller of a screen but not much i think mm-hmm. it's like uh like seven inches or something or seven, yeah. point, point seven inches mm-hmm. or something like that uh and it has a d-pad that is very nice yeah a built-in nintendo like created d-pad not a third-party situation yeah we're having to buy joy-con to make it happen um i saw that and i was like dang I was mm-hmm. like, why not just release a Joy-Con set with D-pads? I yeah. was like, it's like people will buy those. Because the, the left-hand Joy-Con has four buttons instead of... Because people have to hold D-pad. it sideways. Yeah. But because this is handheld, hey, it's a D-pad because it just makes sense. So I appreciate that design choice. I was like, that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, going with you, I like the, I actually like the colors a lot. I like the turquoise, mm-hmm. black, and yellow. I think those are cool color choices. Yellow especially, it's just a weird choice for them. Yeah. Um, it's different, but I liked, I, just, I don't know. Yeah. This, the idea of it, I wonder what kind of cases are going to exist for this thing or like how they're going to make it a mm-hmm. bit, bit more protected on the go. Cause you can throw it in your backpack. It's probably fine. Yeah. But I think you're going to still want to cover that screen or something to like mm-hmm. protect it a little more. And I know I've talked to a couple of people. I can't remember who it was. It might've been gray when he had a switch. He was saying that he pretty much exclusively played in handheld mode. Because he had like a bunch of roommates, I guess. A bunch of roommates and, yeah. and things like that. So, you know, there's probably a set. Uh, and I wonder if Nintendo even has data on this. Like if they can see how often it's hooked up to a TV they, and how often it's in handheld. I don't know if they have data on that. They might. Um, but I think they did a huge survey a mm. while back. And people, majority of people still play in docked mode. Mm-hmm. But there's still, I think, like 30% that right, probably yeah. prefer handheld mode. And right now, I'll, I'll be honest, with especially with those indie games I bought, like, there it just makes more sense to play them in handheld mode i agree yeah it feels kind of weird playing with a pro controller you're yeah. just like i want to just have this in my when head. my hands start falling asleep a little bit like my arms go kind of numb from mm-hmm. holding it like in a weird angle yeah me I, too. I get i'm like okay maybe i'll jump on the tv but uh no i've been playing exclusively in handheld for the past like three or four weeks and something interesting too is the people surveyed are the people that bought this home console you mm-hmm. know what i mean so yeah. That doesn't even really take into consideration the people that are still hanging on to their 3DS. like Waiting for the next handheld yeah. from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here you go. The handheld's out. Um, but I, I do think that if it does hurt the production of these like console experiences, if they start gearing games more towards handheld, that would, that would make me a little sad. I, I think it's always going to be designed from a just a Switch game standpoint. I mean, like... And you're not changing anything, I don't think, ideally. It's it's really just, is this going to be multiplayer or mm-hmm. not? That's going to be the determining factor. And then if so, they have to clarify, hey, this is only going to work on the Switch. Mm-hmm. It has to say handheld mode compatible, essentially, on the boxes now. Right. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. But mm-hmm. that, it's, that probably is only going to be like three games mm-hmm. because it's it's truly if you just if you just have, if you need Joy-Con support for it. Mm-hmm. So. Um. I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. Um, but then a, a quick little side tidbit: uh, the switch, the new switch model. So there's there has been an update to the yeah. switch, and it has only one change, uh-huh. but it's the battery life. Huh. Better battery life. So right now it's like three and a half to six, mm-hmm. and it's jumping up to four and a half to like nine. Wow. And so that there's no. It's not an extra cost. It's literally just they got better processor. I think on the inside of it, so that it saves energy and basically. It, you get you get a better battery life out of your switch. Dang. So Do you kinda, think they'll put out any other 
hardware updates, like a slimmer model or a they will eventually I feel better like. resolution on the screen, perhaps. They would eventually. Um, I I would say within the next two years, we probably, we'll probably see an iteration on the Switch in some mm-hmm. regard, because um, now they have the Switch Lite and you have the Switch. It's it'll probably be like a alternating schedule of like here's the next switch update you guys might want to look at and here's the switch light model update do you know the the weight difference between the two because i feel like that would be kind of interesting to know it was marked on one of the things i was looking at um it's not like a huge difference i mean it's it's certainly lighter it's certainly lighter Mm -hmm. um but i mean i don't know i'll have to look at that but yeah so i think we're in agreement that the switch light doesn't have anything that's really tempting to us at all but it's still cool that it exists. Yeah, I know? think so. And I would like to play on one just to see how it feels. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a great idea. It hits a certain market audience that it's for. Um, but my about my thought is just like, if you're going to spend two hundred dollars, uh huh, you know, and maybe you are a family that has two kids, mm-hmm. right? Let's just use this as an example, okay? In the family of two kids, let's I, I guarantee you what's probably happened is kids have wanted their own switch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're spending six hundred dollars. Versus four hundred dollars, which yep. is already a, a deal, but then if they wanted to play on the TV and you force those kids to sit to share, you're at a, at advantage at that point because it's like okay, well now you guys can both play the game and it's on the TV and it's not like a individual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like after you've considered like buying a, a set of Joy Cons maybe for the thing mm-hmm. and how else that would work, you might be like, I probably should have just gone for the Switch at this point. Yep. Because a hundred dollars, I don't know. I just I don't know if it's enough a different differentiator for me to be like, yes, losing and there's there's no HD rumble, there's no IR sensor, which I don't care about the IR sensor, but right. the rumble is kind of important. Yeah. Um, and then um, really it's just those two things. But mm-hmm. like losing some of the functionality and especially just the ability to put it on the TV just seems like a deal breaker for for me oh yeah and and I'm, I'm definitely with you i think it's no longer a switch it's not a switch anymore it's, yeah it's it's, it's a, like a it's a game boy it's, it's just, a game boy or a ds or it's the it's the next line of the the handheld i'm surprised that they didn't call it something different really I'm, i mean it makes sense but truly switch implies like it is describing what the system does being able to switch from the handheld yeah. to the the console you know, and the whole like snap the joy cons going into place like yeah. that, that doesn't make sense anymore that's true yeah <laughs> it's like you can't I, do that on the handheld yeah that's interesting <laughs> so it's just like a i don't know it, it is a, branding aside i think uh i think it's a good idea yeah and it makes more sense since they're uh i guess they're the same related systems right it's not like the wii and the wii u yeah which was confusing yeah. and oh, they were gosh. not compatible in any way oh yeah these are the exact same games yeah. they're switch games you can play mm-hmm. on the switch light yeah um, so and i'm also picturing people that have a tv in their living room and don't have a tv in their bedroom you know mm-hmm. and so just like people that and even kids that'll just stay up playing games in their bed you know yeah. like switch lights perfect for that yeah so i don't know i would i would really like to try one out so if you're in Chattanooga and you get one, let us know. You let us know. T- t- send some pictures and your thoughts on it, and we'll see. We'll see how we feel about it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So, unfortunately, all that is the end of our podcast. Remember, Bitcast is a weekly podcast that covers most things video games and pop culture. Matt, thank you so much for being here, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, be sure to follow us at bitblogist.com for any recent blog posts or reviews that are on there. Go to bitblogist on Facebook or Instagram if you want to stay up to date on the social medias. I don't post there often, so I wouldn't recommend that, honestly. <laughs> Send emails to bitcast at bitblogist.com if you want us to have something talked about that you're interested in. And until next time, this has been Bitcast. Thanks for tuning in. Let's talk about some stuff.